Hello, 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 hello. It's good to see you. Say hello. Welcome to the Huskies Hockey Podcast. Well, they sit with Andrew with a special midweek episode to recap the uh, Huskies and Gophers uh, Tuesday double point weekend for the students extravaganza. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, call me Hockey Yoda because uh, I did call a tie. Um, I was wrong though, because I think I said a shootout win for the Huskies, right? I did end up going there. You route, did, but but I I, I kind of prodded you on that. You were just going to go with I'm going to say tie because I did predict a win, but uh, so I pushed you. You were just content with just saying tie, and so I'm going to give you the uh, uh, I'll take the win. I'll, I'll, I'll take the I'll give you the win on the I'll tie. take the 66 percent tie or 66 percent win um, on it. I won't I won't call it a full win though. Um, yeah, one, one officially in the NCAA record books, uh, uh, Huskies go down though in the shootout, um, really on two beautiful goals. I mean, the holo was really, really nothing. I mean, those were, those, those are incredibly pretty. So nothing you could do there. Um, but you know, I guess I don't know kind of where to start with this game because I feel like all my attention and all my wrath, I guess, is really, kind of gone through how this game kind of got out of control i thought in the third period and uh the, i thought the rest did a horrible job of trying to contain everything and they let it get out of hand um but you know i i, I guess i should you know kind of take it as the whole body of work uh to start with and i'll just kind of lead out with this uh minnesota i think is a distant third to ohio state and wisconsin and I would even consider them mid, like in the WCHA. Uh, I didn't watch the games against Minnesota Duluth, and I haven't watched Minnesota Duluth, so they're coming up. So I'm excited to see them. But this has got to be, you know, this has got to be considered a down year for the Gophers, even though they came off like so many goals last one. But I just, I wasn't really impressed by them. I'll say it. I think we sort of hinted at that in the last show where we sort of put Ohio state and Wisconsin clearly above the Gophers. I thought the Gophers I, would be like a little bit closer though. I just, I, yeah, I, I think the, it, it was a strange game. I, I thought where I thought the Gophers so St. Cloud uh, outshot them pretty much throughout the, the whole game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I thought the shots were deceiving during, while I was watching it because it seemed like the Gophers had the clear possession advantage. The Huskies would do a lot of one, especially in the second and third. The first period, I thought was real choppy. You're talking about refereeing coming to the fore in the third period towards the end there. We'll get to that. Um, and seemingly sort of losing control of the game a little bit. Mm. They were in control of the game in the first period. I thought they're calling everything, yeah. and it was yeah, sort of hard to get a good pace going because of that. But at the same time, Huskies were able to have some prime opportunities. They had a two-man advantage there for about a minute there in, in, in the first period. And so I think a lot of their quality chance or at least quality like extended pressure sequences were – 
derived from power play situations in the first period, but especially this last two periods uh, of action, I thought the Huskies were going to get getting a lot of decent scoring chances, but a lot of one and done yeah. type yeah. scoring chances. We didn't have a lot of the possession in, in the zone. Yep. Whereas seemingly the Gophers would set up shop and I think it was, and so maintaining possession and uh, pressure in their offensive zone for especially the, the last two periods. Um, but it was either, I mean, it's partly the good on the Huskies for keeping the Gophers to the perimeter, but also I think the Gophers were too um, satisfied or looking for outside perimeter shots. They weren't really forcing the action deep. And as a result, a lot of those shot attempts were ended up in blocks. Mm-hmm. Lots of block shots again for the Huskies in this They're game. They're really selling out. And, so and, kudos to. And a lot of those were, it's like, you know, Himmlerova late in the third was, you know, it, it's like the the image of this team a lot of times, against especially against these top teams in the conference, is the image of like, one of the players, Himmlerova, just seems uh, emblematic of this. We're just kind of you know, falling to the ice and then just slowly coming back up because they, you know, just got a slapper right in the shins. Um, but that's what it takes, you know, to to compete with in this league. And and yeah, lots lots of you know, a lot of more clappers yeah. for for the Gophers from like the points on out. But um, so there was a lot of opportunities where they would find they'd pass it over and they'd find a, a shooter that had some space. Uh, but settling on these perimeter shots and a was able to either have them blocked before they reached her or she was able to uh, make saves. And so I think it, it was just, I think you look at the shots on goal. I, I just, I don't think that's, a, I think it's a good game to point out that that sometimes can be deceiving. Cause I didn't think that that really sh- uh, told the story of this game. I think Minnesota was, was more in control of the game than the shot disadvantage that, um, uh, would suggest, but, uh, but so that first period, let's get back to that, like having all that, that power play opportunity and, and squandering it, there was a great chance from, I think it was Bowlby on the doorstep had a, a pretty clear look at that. Um, she was unable to handle kind of a hot puck there. I thought that was a, a key turning point because you feel like you get up one goal on the, on the Gophers here, instead of having to maybe chase the game a little bit, then you're kind of in control. We saw that against Ohio state giving up the first goal is never a great recipe for playing these teams. Um, and so after failing on their power plays, uh, the Gophers were able to cash in late in the first period um, with a goal and, and at that point it's like, yeah, I played well, but it's kind of a weird period. It was, Lots of whistles, lots of penalties. I mean, you knew something was going to be up when uh, the first penalty of the game, they ended up taking both, and it was an embellishment penalty, which, I mean, I'm I'm always kind of surprised when embellishment is called. I didn't think that that was embellishment, but I'm not sure if, if you had a uh, take on that, but that sort of set the pace for the first period. Like we're, we're going to call this one pretty tight. It's again, it's these psychological advantage that the Huskies have over Abby Murphy that uh, she ends up just kind of crumbling uh, against the Huskies. I didn't think this is just further proof of that. She, well, and yeah, she had a weird game. She was pretty quiet offensively. Um, part of that, she took three penalties, including that embellishment call. 
So she had a lot of uh, time in the in, in the penalty box. And then it seemed like towards the end of the game there, the uh, game plan from the bench was just take Murphy's head off <laughs> um, because those three straight, I think there were three straight shifts for Murphy because they all came within like two minutes apart. The first hit from him, Larova, and then, which I thought was close to being a major and the Huskies were fortunate, A, not to get the major called and also to have a go for retaliate and even it up. Well, and, the Larson penalty. Well, and that's, I mean, Himmlerova is sitting down on the ice and Huber comes in after the whistle and just full bores right into her. And I don't, like, that surprised me that it was like, you're not calling that a five-minute major. Like, to me, that's textbook after the whistle, contact to the head. And, and the fact that they just kind of let that go or decided, well, we'll just take two and two because maybe you could argue they both should be majors, so we'll just have them both be minors. I don't know. But it was... They did look at it. I mean, they, they reviewed it for a minute but or I, two. But, but I think they only reviewed him Larova from what Brian said on the call. On the broadcast. So... Right. I'm not, I'm not sure if that's... Um, if they were looking at both. Uh, I would have liked to have seen a replay. I guess I could go back and go to the... I, uh, my, my Twitter account has both that and Bowlby uh, taking the head off of Abby Murphy. So it's got both. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to check that out. So... Uh, so yeah, that, and then, uh, Larson's penalty, which I thought was, is the dumb penalty. Yes. Like, open ice hit and two and a half minutes to go or so. And it's just like, it was, it was settling in. I, I had PTSD about the Wisconsin, the second Wisconsin game mm-hmm. where it's like, Oh, same here. Getting, I, crossed I, I had that at, when, after the Himmlerova hit and it's like, here we go. going to set him up with another power play here late in the game. And then that was evened out, but then Larson's penalty was a bad one to take also on Murphy. And then Bowlby's uh, head hit um, 14 seconds to go or so um, three times. Like at some point it's like this, I don't know. I didn't really, it didn't strike me as a good sequence in the game. Uh, and I'd be frustrated if I was uh uh, a gopher fan. Cause it felt, felt like they were kind of targeting her, well, but at the same time, I think Murphy Murphy's a, she's a pest too. It's yeah, not this isn't I mean, just one side. Yeah, she's, I, I don't, uh, she's got a little blood on her hands too. So, um, right. I'm not saying that she deserved it or contact to the head or anything like that, but I will give a little bit of defense to Bowlby on that, on that play, because it's a set play right off the face off. And she was skating to an area because it looked like she knew exactly what that play was going to be. Um, and then when it happened, it was just like more so that she just mistimed how far into the slot Abby Murphy would have gone. So instead of going through the, you know, kind of right, you know, where the pucks or the stick would be, she ended up hitting the head. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so that was, you know, the five minute major, um, you know, obviously going right into overtime, which the Huskies were able to uh, kill off the major penalty. But, you know, credit to the Huskies penalty kill um, on, on that. But also the Gophers didn't seem to have any type of urgency. It's kind of that classic. I've got five minutes to score, so I'm going to let the foot off the gas. They didn't create nearly enough havoc, especially four on three. 
um, on Olympic ice, you've got so much more space to operate and so much more room to cause more havoc. And they just didn't. Um, maybe they just expected the goal to magically uh, go by a hola, which clearly isn't going to be the case. So, um, but it's, yeah. So, you know, obviously, you know, we got that major call against us and it, I didn't really think that we had a chance to win. Um, just kind of hang on and hope for the best. Uh, they're, they're in a shootout. Um, and again, it was, uh, yeah, uh, it just uh, kind of is what it is. And I thought it interesting, you know, Abby Murphy did take a little bit to get off the ice, had to get helped off the ice. And I don't think I saw her in overtime and she didn't come out for the shootout. So, um, you know, kind of interested to see what her status is. Yeah, I'm firing up your uh, your X page here. Um, agree that I think the Huber hit, the retaliation was more egregious than Himmelrova. I, I agree on, on that one. And the Bowlby play, I can see you're thinking of this. It, I don't, yeah, it doesn't look like it's it, incredible. Like it was a hundred percent purely intentional to injure, but I think that's a play that you got to call. Oh, you definitely have to call it hundred percent. You have to call so, it, but like you're but. like the Huber hit, I think is, wor- yeah, that, that's, I mean, Himmler is down. I, I get the passion there, but that's a dangerous play there. And so, yeah, it's didn't think that we were going to get this kind of game. <laughs> I mean, I expected low score, yeah. but the, the heat here, um, it's a good thing to it's we actually have like a real rivalry here brewing between these two teams. It's, it's hard to call these <laughs> a rivalry these if we're rivals not winning. <laughs> if it's so, but. if it's been so lopsided, but we've seen in the Adolski years that, you know, save for one result last year, really. Mm-hmm. But uh, other than, especially the two games this year, you know, these have been down to the, down to the final buzzer, uh, pretty neck and neck. And so, yeah, it was a, a hard fought affair. Um, I would it just, I think that St. Cloud had its chances. We should mention. So yeah, we didn't get to the, the goal. goal. First off by Scribner, who I thought had a fantastic game. She goal. did. She, she almost had, a, she almost had the winner too, yeah. sort of late in the third as well. She had an excellent opportunity and a, and a nice pass there from Avery Myers, uh, dump and change co-host, uh, Avery Myers, uh, but nice little two on one, two on oh, even kind of maybe a little bit, but nice play. And they see they had a couple of those. That's why it, it wasn't this wasn't the lopsided sort of possession that we saw in Ohio State, for instance. Yeah. Like, a, and but it just because the Huskies were able to generate some some good opportunities. They, there was a play with, I believe, Lind and Farrell, uh, which is somewhat of a two on one. It was defended kind of well, but Farrell still got a nice shot off. Uh, I thought Vetter played well for the Gophers. Uh, again, I was curious as whether she was going to be between the pipes tonight based on a uh, strange pulling of her late in the Friday game. Um, but um, but I thought she played well for the Gophers, kind of coming up with some better chances on odd, you know, like odd man rushes, whereas the Gophers was kind of peppering a whole all night with perimeter shots uh, and keeping a lot of zone time. So it was two different 
formulas in offense. Um, but as it turned out, one to one in the books and and the Gophers get the extra point in the shootout. And I'll, like I said, I'll take it. If you're going to get points out of, out of games against these teams, um, that's going to go a long way yeah. to securing a, a tournament berth. So Four points in three games against, you know, two against Ohio state and one against um, Minnesota, those three games and getting four points out of them, you know, that's, uh, uh, you know, I'll take that. If you were going to tell me beforehand that that's what was going to be the result, I'd gladly take that. And so far in the season, I remember at the beginning of the year, 16 games against the top four. If you can somehow get points in half of those games, probably going to make the tournament. Mm-hmm. So right now, six games against those those four teams, two games in which you've gotten points. You sweep this weekend, that makes it, or get points in both games this weekend, let's say. That would make it four games in eight, 50%. So you have an opportunity here uh, this weekend against Duluth. Um, at least to split, I think that's a, you know, that's it's not crazy, obviously. And I don't think it's crazy to think that they could do better than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we see tonight, I mean, this team is, we, we've seen it really since Adolski took over. But the um, the emphasis on tight defense and a physical game, and great goaltending, you know, that's, that's going to take you a lot farther. Even if you're, if you're, you're not running out the kinds of lines that the Wisconsin, the Ohio States of the world are able to throw out there. And so it is a, it is the good formula uh, that has brought them to where they are so far. Let's just keep the momentum going here, which will be another tough test this weekend. Maybe like you said, it's very possible that even though Duluth did lose the two games they played to Minnesota earlier, I think I don't think there's a ton separating those two teams. So it's still going to be a good test for the Huskies this weekend. Um, the big thing that you know, if if I were to compare this against like the Wisconsin series, I do think in the Wisconsin series, and maybe this was fatigue, a little bit of travel, you know, they just got back from Columbus or whatnot. I do think the passes were just a little bit off tonight. Um, They weren't as crisp as they were against Wisconsin. I thought against Wisconsin, um, they played incredibly well, you know, much, much better than a, what, five to two lost indicated. Um but it was, I thought it was just, a, you know, a couple of times they weren't on the same page and, and whatnot, but just kind of minor, minor things like that. But yeah, need to sustain a little bit more zone, um, offensive zone time and, you know, just find a way to generate more offense. You know, I don't, I don't think the, um, uh, the, the goalie vetter, I, you know, she, I thought she, I thought she played okay. wasn't tested. I don't think you know quite nearly enough. She did give up some rebounds that unfortunately the Huskies couldn't kind of get their hands on. Especially one I think in the first period, like in the first ten minutes, it was before the first media timeout where there was a good scrum right in front where we weren't able to poke it in. Um, you know, those are the type of goals that I expect. You know, that I I think this team really needs to kind of go for and strive for, um, and. And, you know, to try, try to convert on those chances. So, but uh, again, this is another, another instance of, you know, really excited about where this team is and where this team is going and really excited how 
this is going to kind of continue on for the rest of the season. Uh, it just does worry me that, you know, we haven't scored, you know, last time we scored three points was um, against Mankato at the end of no, uh, in the end of October. Um, and then the five against Lindenwood. Um, but it's, you know, I, it's just that that's the only part that, you know, kind of worries me, but you know, anytime we have, you know, this defense and this, uh, you know, either Chobeck or a whole, uh, uh, backstopping me, we're going to have a chance against anyone in the country. Yeah, I agree. And I think that if you want to transition to talking about Duluth, the matchup there, well, do you, do you have a pog? Pog, I'll go with Scribner. Scribner. Um, I would probably go with Scribner too. And obviously the goal helps. Um, I mean, Avery Myers also with a good, you know, play just before that uh, to capitalize off the bobbled puck by the gopher defender. But yeah, I thought she was just kind of a hound all night on the puck all over the place. Um, I thought she played a, a really good way, uh, game. I continue to be really impressed with Ross. I thought she had on the yeah. back end, I thought she had a really, a really solid game as well. Um, and then obviously Ahola came up big when she needed to. Um, so that was, um, you know, all, all of those, I think, uh, would have been good answer, but I also, uh, Scribner's also my POG. So, so yeah, let's transition. Duluth on the docket. Minnesota Duluth. Yeah. I think these are similarly built teams. It's going to be very strong defense. It's going to be another series where it, it, Huskies aren't going to score more than two goals. I don't think in either game. That's a, probably a good bet. It's probably a good bet that Duluth's going to score more I than do, two goals. I do. I do have one either. thing to nitpick. Actually, I'm sorry. I got to go back. I got to go. We got to. We got to. Okay. Let's do it. Wayne's World. This quick. Um, I feel like Gentry hasn't been nearly dominant since her injury, since she's come back even. Um, It's I I, I thought she had flashes this game, but even the flashes I thought were a little bit few and far between. So I do wonder if she's still kind of nursing a little bit of something. Um, Remind me, she, there was an injury with her and was it, illness with Lind or was it the other way around? I think it was injury with Gentry. I can't remember, but yeah, I was, th- I, I think she played well tonight. She's just for, for how talented she is. I was thinking about this today, watching her play because she does so much that doesn't really show up in the box score, but that I think is really valuable she's just a really hard worker. She, she's just a unusual type of star player because she's all over the ice. Um, there's plays where she'll go in uh, on like one on four. The rest of her line is changing. Most players are just going to dump it and change. So she'll make some like turn and stop at the boards and retain possession of the puck, wait for the other line, the new line to come on and she'll basically hand it off to them and then change. It's like, those kind of plays sure. where it's like you're instead of giving up possession, she's able to do the extra work to muck it up and 
retain possession and then sort of keep the play, keep the momentum in the offensive zone. Those kind of plays I think are noticeable for for me. She was the best in the face-off circle tonight as well. Um, we saw how they were just killed with face-offs in Ohio state. We're able to be 50, 50 tonight against the Gophers and, and uh, Gentry was the best uh, among the face-off um, combatants tonight. It's just, just I don't, I don't think we're ever going to see a 50 point year from Emma Gentry, but we're going to see a two way kind of presence and a physical presence uh, that, you know, goes a long way towards the success of this team. So yeah, obviously she hasn't been putting up the points that maybe we would think with that skill set, and perhaps the, uh, the absence that she had earlier this year is related to that, but I've sort of, it's not that I'm, um, lowering my expectations i'm just appreciating her value as a player a little bit more and it's not simply in the goals and assists and points category i i I get that (laughs) i i understand (laughs) that aspect of it and what she needs in an all-around aspect this team needs goals (laughs) This, this team needs offense generating somehow from someone and I need someone to step up. Maybe that someone's right. on the bench no. and it's Grace Delmonico. <laughs> Hashtag free Delmonico. But m- more so, it's just that, like, like I, like, I get it. I just, I don't know. I, I, I just thought, yeah, I just thought she would be, like, the lifeblood of the offense. And it just, I don't think it has come um, a- a- as much here over the past, you know, month, month and a half. Yeah, I mean that's fair. That's fair. I think part of the the issue too is we've got Himmlerova, the best, um, the top scorer on the team, is still playing the that's point. True. You know, and that, I think that 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 does tend to screw the offense up a little bit. And really, all year we've been dealing with injuries one way or the other. We're playing whack a mole with Lynn's out, and then Gentry's out, and now yeah, Wolf's out. Wolf's so we got to yeah. move some move some stuff around, and we haven't really settled into you know a regular you know, set of lines. Uh, it's always kind of been in flux and yeah, obviously it'd be, it'd be great to pick the scoring up. Yeah. I'm it's, and it's got to come from somewhere, but look at tonight, like Scribner, this is her first goal of the year, um, you know, listed on as the fourth line. I just, I don't really think of the, for St. Cloud, like, because Gentry has mainly been the third line center. If you look at the depth chart, um, I don't really care about what number line it is uh, based on if you can score, I don't care what line you're on. Um, But yeah, in order to really move into the true upper echelon, uh, you've got to get some more scoring depth, but that's easier said than done in this league. I mean, good luck against this, uh, this set of goaltenders in this, in this league. It's uh, that's part of it. And part of it is that the, the depth, the difference, yeah, at least the score sheet. We mentioned this against the goat when improving the Gopher game. You know, the Gophers they've their score sheet looks a lot better because they're able to beat Bemidji eighteen to three yeah. across two games, whereas the Huskies had to beat them, you know, with fairly two fairly close games. So, just unable to really rack up the points against the lower team, St. Thomas. We saw that as well. Is maybe the difference in uh, the stat sheet not looking uh, or looking a little sparse. Uh, too sparse uh, from our perspective, but there's still time. And uh, yeah, if there is an injury concern with uh, Gentry, I I don't see any sort of 
uh, ill effects from an injury. She doesn't appear to be someone that's avoiding kind of contact or uh, trying to nurse any injury. But um, yeah, I mean, put up 40 points that that will uh, that will go a long way <laughs> for this team's success. So, yeah. I thought when you were saying that, because I was looking at your X machine just you know a little bit ago, yeah. I was going to bring it up, too. I'm surprised that we've gone this far. But we saw the the one gopher goal was this. And by the third period, I, I'm just yelling at the TV, oh. get it off of this corner <laughs> camera angle. Oh, it was <laughs> it, so like they bad. do it as the play was was going to like move into the offensive zone. They'd suddenly switch to that camera. I'm like, stop it. Yeah. Go back to the main I'm one. Like, so disoriented. And I'm like, you're hardly <laughs> following the puck anyway. And it's like. You're in this midpoint of you're not following the puck, but you also don't know where the net is. Like, so you don't have a view of either right. of it. So I, I get you want a stylistic, you know, <laughs> and it's, but it's like, just, just keep it simple. Don't you're, you're, you're not getting a directing nomination from this. Just keep it simple. And then maybe if that angle has a good replay, you cut to that camera or between whistles, go ahead and do it. But just, it's just disorienting going from back and forth camera angles like that. It's just. Uh. We're seeing the intricacies of uh, Big Ten Plus uh, as a streaming service. Um, we, Again, we, we're kind of realizing still, the price point best value, though. Like, <laughs> oh, it's great value. It's great value the same way that that's the like the Walmart store brand. Great value. That's kind of <laughs> what Big Ten Plus is. <laughs> It's the knockoff store brand. Um, and I can't wait. Especially I mean, after, speaks, after Ohio St- state stream too. <laughs> Where? Which I thought they're, I thought their announcers were decent, yeah, but their, their announcers the, the, the stream, stream you're, you're going through the, the fish net yeah. uh, on both sides and you get this tough to fish eye. I feel it looks like a fish, fish eye lens when you're looking at the, like the ends of the ice as, as, right. as it pans. Yep. yep. And whatnot, but she got to realize. I mean, they're 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 hiring. They got someone holding that camera there in the corner. I mean, they paid him to be there to hold that camera. So you got to you, you got to make gotta some use out it. of it. Well, well, let me tell you about something called a sunk cost fallacy. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll that that that'll be on the next episode. I'll I'll go to the intricacies of that. All right, let's let's then let's. I wasn't even going to bring it up. I wasn't going to tweet about it, so I tweeted about it, and then I wasn't even going to bring it up on this one, and then you had well, to bring I, it up. <laughs> but, well, I'm glad that you brought uh, it up, because... Uh, so Well, I'm glad I'm not alone. I'm mind. not old man yells at cloud here when it comes to my hockey streams. <laughs> Just give me the one angle! <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, we shouldn't complain too much. No, we, it's, we've yeah. been able to watch all these games this year. No. Except the one, the one that was on actual Big Ten Network. You watched that one. I did watch that one, yeah. I struggled with that. But um, to be able to watch all these games is, I am being spoiled a little bit. But Again, just, we're, we're just a long, cut the second camera. We're, we're a long ways away from the uh, hit the refresh on the Us Show forums. So, Indeed. All right. So, yeah, we got Duluth. Which, I, as I was saying, Duluth, St. Cloud... Teams are similarly built, kind of from the back end out. Um, 
and we mentioned their goalie situation wasn't really, I don't know if it's necessarily the plan this year to do a split between Gascon and McLeod, but, and I'm not even sure if that's officially going to be the, the case. Um, Cause McLeod seems to be riding a hot hand mentioned was in net for their Colgate series, which they won and tied over Thanksgiving weekend. And then she was in net when they won in Madison this past weekend. And so she's obviously, I think she's going to get at least one of the games, but I wouldn't be shocked if she gets both, but you're you're talking about St. Cloud's offensive struggles, you know, Duluth, not a whole lot better from that. I mean, they've put in a little bit more offense, um, but that might even be uh, partially attributed to their first series of the year against Long Island. They'll kind of rack the score up a little bit. But you look over their results, it's a lot of one goals and one goals and you know more threes and fours uh, than the Huskies have. But, um, you know, it's they're a team, especially against these top four or top three teams, uh, not counting Duluth, um, you know, they're going to have to grind out low scoring uh, affairs to win those games and similar to the Huskies. So, uh, and, and like the Huskies with their offense, they were active in the portal this last year. So their leading score, co-leading score right now, Reese hunt at 15 points. She was a Bemidji transfer. How about this name? Manon McMahon, right? The other, uh, the other uh, 15 point score. This is her fifth year. So both of those five-year players, they went old and they kind of went experience out of the transfer portal. Um, another player, 11 points so far with uh, Olivia Wallen. She was a Penn State transfer, put up 34 points from last year. Uh, so, and then just one other, Clara Van Weeren uh, with uh, double digits there with 14 points, but that's it for double digit scorers for Duluth. So, I mean, that's more, again, that's an improvement from St. Cloud, but not drastically so. They've been really struggling on the power play this year. Uh, Duluth has just 12% and change, you know, is that seventh worst in the country uh, and very good uh, penalty kill 90%, yeah. um, but struggling to generate offense with the, uh, with power play. So let's see if uh, special teams uh, can be an area where St. Cloud can gain an advantage because their power play has been, better, you know, the 20% above average, uh, in the country this year. So I don't know with the home ice here. Um, and I mean, you got the second, the Tuesday game that then it can either like keep you in the, in the rhythm, or this is, you know, you're going to play your fourth and fifth games within a eight day time period or eight game or eight, eight day time period, I should say. So you might be, uh, a little tired maybe on that, uh, Saturday game. We'll see. But this is it for the first half, so you hope that they're going to go all in, try to, like I said, take a majority of the points, at least get a win this weekend, and maybe hope for some more. But you know, even splitting the series and going into this final three, if you've tied the game against the Gophers and at least split against Duluth, I think that's that's a good result. Mm-hmm. I would definitely take it. Where So I, I'm confident that it's going to be at least three points, if not more, and a chance to, to, to get more than three points. But are you as confident as I am? Or are you going to correctly uh, predict the weekend just like you did with the, uh, this goal? <laughs> um, I, I hate to go all Craig Dahl on the bit, but um, 
even though we are at home, I am kind of still hoping for a split. Um, and, and maybe it's it's because I, I'm just I'm just going through, and maybe I've I've written them off too early in the season, or I didn't think about them too much. I was too confident, I guess, that I'd be like, yeah, we're going to be ahead of Minnesota Duluth this year because of the trajectory of the Huskies, but. I mean, splitting against the Wisconsin team and then taking, you know, a, a win and being, what, seconds away from uh, a sweep against Colgate, um, who was, you know, another – was supposed to be right in the, the mix of it, things as well. But um, so the, the, it, it, it's just – you know how you have the blueprint of how this game is going to lay out. It's going to be a low scoring. It's going to be one, nothing two to one game. And at that point it's a coin flip. So I hope it just is flipped our way. One of the ways um, is kind of how I'm looking at it. It's the last thing I expect is this all of a sudden to be a six to five shootout between these two teams. Yeah, I'll go. I'll I'll bet the under on that. (laughs) Under eleven goals (laughs) for the whole weekend between both teams, and I would be confident that's going to be under eleven. Yeah, very total. So, so So, yeah, I mean, it should be a good weekend. Um, Six o'clock game on Friday, three o'clock on Saturday. Uh, Yeah, I mean, this is mentioning. You know, they played a tough schedule this year. Uh, with that Colgate series, they're going out to Quinnipiac. You know, they're even looking that sort of weird one-off non-conference series in, in late January at Boise State. Um, oh, you know, forgot about that, get to, yes. And I'm looking forward to that, too, because we keep hearing about Boise State, and, you know, they don't really play anybody. Yeah. They're sort of out there in the wilderness. And, they you know, got... and we see we see Maple O'Shaughnessy. Um, putting up the this great season, you know, twenty five goals. Yeah. Um, but but they're not really playing anybody. Well, I mean, so. I I think the whole aspect of that is because they got the blue ice. You know, they got the blue ice on their right. on their home rink, and uh, therefore it's the uh, you know people don't want to play there, and it throws uh, goalies off. So <laughs> the Boise State, right? It, it, Boy. It's like, you think that you can redefine hockey. Oh, we play with white lines. We don't play with blue lines. We play with white lines because the rest of the rink is, yeah. is blue. It's just not really fair. And then your goaltender is named Wilhelmina. I mean, come on. She's the Australian Bostalian. It's just, uh, I, I don't, it's not fair. And so I'm glad to see that they're actually going to get a step up in competition. And from Duluth's perspective, too, I mean, that's a tough weekend for them because they're playing in Boise State, and at the same time, they're playing at Ohio State. So, I mean, they're really split both ends. It's a split squad, like uh, spring training. Um, Right. (laughs) And all I've got Well, it's not not even, not not quite that, because they got to play the afternoon games in Boise both days, and then they play, they go on a plane to Ohio State, play the night game. So they got double headers back to back. gotcha. Hey, I, I, I'm, I mean, not <laughs> like just straight up. I got to be certain. The only thing going in my head right now is white lines by Duran Duran. It's <laughs> <laughs> all that's going after you said the white lines bit. I just go get higher, baby. Freeze. Rah. <laughs> Something it, like a phenomenon. Song, baby. Yeah. <laughs> we can't, we can't, we get uh, uh, DMC. Oh. 
Uh, we'd have to start, you know, paying Duran Duran royalties. And if I'm gonna, I think that the rule is, I think if you play under ten seconds, I think you're in the clear. It's in, it's it's still in fair use. If if that's the case, I, I think I have to add commentary on it, and I can say things well, like, which we're doing yeah, right now, exactly, and be like, well, it's no of you to a kill. I'll tell you that much. Which, and plus, it is one of Boise State's goal <laughs> songs. So why wouldn't it be? It is. It is fair. I mean, we are dogging on on Big Ten Plus, but they were able to to let us know about this big matchup coming up, so we got to give them some credit. Our listeners must be like, what the hell are these guys talking about Boise State for? Look it up. It'll be a big I, – I, I mean – Dan Jacobson, I'm sure, has got his tickets already already purchased for that a, for that till. <laughs> Boise's a good town. I've eaten at a, a Thai place there oh, once. Hey. It's a decent little so town. Next to the Denny's, yeah. it it was in a strip mall. Uh, I'm sure there was a Denny's in close proximity, um, but uh, yeah, it's a decent little two syllable. I town. mean, I got you know, in all seriousness here, I do think Coeur d'Alene is on my bucket list for trips. So that means um, I, I don't know where that the lane, is. the lane of the heart. I think that's in the panhandle. I, I don't know. Ex- or it's closer. Yeah. I don't exactly know where that is in relation to Boise state. Idaho is weird because the majority of the states, like it's all potatoes and cowboys and then uh, billionaire NBC executives <laughs> who have their summer homes and their resorts there. there. It's a weird vibe. That's, uh, that, that, uh, that's a mood right there. So it, it, it is. Um, all right. Uh, questions. Uh, Dan Jacobson, obviously. Uh, are WCHA or NCHC refs worse? <laughs> um. Well, first off, at least for the most part, WCHA uh, linesmen can drop a puck. So already a win column there. Um, yeah, that seems like less of less of an issue there. Yeah. It's and the one uh, it's, I think her name is Shannon Motsko, but there's one that's named Motsko, and I, she's like one of the uh, like linesmen for most of the games that they played this year. I, I seem to see her name a lot, and I just I think of Bob and I smile. So, <laughs> but yeah, she doesn't do any of the the faceoff shenanigans. So I like yeah, it. exactly. Um, I will have to say refing women's or girl, when I ref girls hockey, at least obviously not at the level of, you know, what these women are playing at, but it was, it's so tough to discern like what's a, like a deliberate check, what you can go as body contact and, you know, just that rule in general makes it a lot tougher. There is a lot more gray area when it comes to it. Um, but when you get so egregious that Himmlerova's down after the whistle and you get a full charge and you just kind of hand wave it like you did, I don't know. It's it's disconcerting um, in in that instance, and that was that was kind of a bummer that that wasn't you know more than that. But you know, I go back to the two goals that Ohio State scored that were off of penalties that I feel that weren't called that should have been and. You know, I, I, you know, that's the thing about, you know, officiating and whatnot is we can always kind of play this game. Um, and right now I think WCHA officials are worse and, you know, 
after I watch some Omaha and Huskies game this weekend, I'll say NCHC is worse. So it's just always the game that they play. And there's a huge shortage of refs. It's not like there's this magic pool of it's like, oh, just get better ones. It's like, oh, okay, good idea. Never thought of that. So. Yeah, and we got to think, too, like a lot of the NCHC refs were at one point WCHA refs. Maybe not as much now because it's been 10, 10 years, but when they started the league, a lot of that was just, you know, the the WCHA refs were going to go, a lot of them were to the Big Ten or to the NCHC, and you still had the WCHA men's side there as well. But, you know, with, with Don Adam in charge, um, a lot of his WCHA cronies were going to follow him to the NCHC. So it's kind of one and the same. It's, uh, I think the whole pool is kind of tainted uh, with the with the shark's blood. Uh, and so it's all being stirred around and then divvied up and then the the sharks then um, spawn um, into little sharks and uh, we get the uh, cheap shot that uh, Huber laid on Himmelrova. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't even think they hand waved it away because they spent a couple of minutes reviewing it. I, and then I still think they were away. only looking at Himmlerova. but well, you're, well, it's the same. If you're looking at Himmlerova, you're looking at Huber then too. Cause they're in the same area. It's not like they happen at two separate spots. Well, yeah, rink. But I mean, you can play with the trim on it and be like, Nope, I'm only going to cut it off here. Cause this is the only thing I'm going to look at. I don't know. In, in the end, it wasn't called. And it was, it was fishy. Yeah, it was fishy. Yeah. Sharks are circling the pool yeah, and it's yeah. fishy. Anything to protect the gopher. Big gopher is at it again, trying to keep the little Husky scrappy team down. Um, you know, uh, Chester did ask if there is supplemental discipline possible for Huber. Not sure how a forearm to the head into the boards isn't a match penalty right away. So we'll see if the league looks at it. Usually, you know, I'd be kind of surprised if there is any supplemental discipline either way between that or with Bowlby, I guess. Yeah. Watch, watch him suspend Bowlby for a game. Yeah, exactly. So, well, yeah, that was on Abby Murphy. So. Well, that's probably the case. Oh, right. Three of them on Murphy. Yeah, springing the dogs, sicking the dogs on yeah. Murphy. Let's hope it doesn't backfire in any sort of suspensions. Which Heath did ask a question: Who flops on the ice more, a crappie or Abby Murphy? <laughs> that's a little hard. She got nailed for it. They, call, <laughs> they, they called her, her the for the for the embellishment. Yep, exactly. So I, guess, I don't know. I guess he's not wrong. <laughs> it's, it's, the uh it's the old walter or yeah walter quote from big lebowski (laughs) you're not wrong or it's about walter but the dude says it you're not wrong you're just an hole (laughs) so so that's but anyway it's uh that about does her uh on this uh special uh women's hockey recap um uh, we'll we'll be back obviously uh, next week. Uh, got a uh, fun show kind of lined up, or um, kind of in the works. Obviously, we're gonna hopefully talk about two uh, good results uh, for the men's and the women's side, um, and uh, as we get into this uh, holiday break. So, uh, until next time, go Huskies! Woo woo.